Have you ever wondered if there's a secret to a healthy, happy relationship? Well, there's actually seven secrets to that. And today I promise you will enjoy this interview. This is an amazing book written by Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. and Heather Ash. And it's a roller coaster of memories, of emotions, of new ways of looking at life and new ways of understanding love in every way. So I invite you to stay here, to enjoy it, to be open and just enjoy the ride. Thank you for being here. Hello. Hello. How, How are, are you? you? Doing good. Good morning, Nash. How are you? Good morning. I'm super happy to have you here. Thank you very much for your time. Oh, it's my honor. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's, it's, a, it's an honor to talk to you again. It's been a while. How have you been? I've been okay. I was just saying that it's been like four or five years. Time flies by so fast. It's been a I whirlwind. Know. I know. And since then, I know you've done very interesting things. And I was just talking about your book that I'm super in love with. The Seven oh, Secrets to Healthy, Happy Relationships. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you liked it. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. I'm still learning. I'm still taking it in because there's a lot to learn from it. Oh, yeah. It, 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 me and Heather Ash uh, worked on it for several years. And um, our dear publisher, uh, Randy Davila, was, he, did, he did the her task of putting both voices into one, which is beautiful. I think that the book is written in a way that having one voice instead of he said, she said, makes it a bit more, um, it gives it more of a personal conversation piece and it goes back and forth between them, the male perspective, female perspective, uh, uh, and all the perspectives in between. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. So it's, 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 it melts itself so nice. Thank you so much. So glad you oh, liked it. Thank you. So I know I, it's a very interesting book, very deep, and we could go on for hours talking about it. Um, but what I want to ask you is when I read it, when I started reading it and I started just thinking about reading, it, I thought, I really want to know what the seven secrets are, right? I just want to jump into the seven secrets and yes. be able to understand them. Um, mm -hmm. and it was hard to understand each one. Mm -hmm. So can we start with, um, commitment mm -hmm. and, and see for people that haven't started reading it or that are stuck there reading it and, and thinking like, I haven't. I can't get it yet because um, it's it's very easy to just talk about commitment. But once you bring it into a relationship, it's another world. Yeah. Well, it's the thing that I can't give what I do not have. It starts with ourselves. So the reason why we have commitment first before freedom is that the commitments to self. I am the constant in all my relationships. It's it's me from the moment I am born to the moment I die of last my last breath. I'm the constant, meaning by that is that no, there's nobody else living inside me. It's, it's just me. And my interactions with everyone in my life will come and go. So it starts with that commitment to myself. I am the love of my life. And what I mean by that is that in every relationship that I am entering in, I go in with me, myself. And to heal that relationship between me and you say, My dad would put it this way. If I'm the voice that's stuck inside my own mind, who's listening? I am. Well, if I'm the one who's listening, who's talking inside my, my mind when I'm thinking, when I'm processing? And the answer is, I am. I am. That relationship between my mind and my heart or my left hemisphere, right hemisphere, if that relationship is in harmony, then all my relationships will be in harmony. 
But if that relationship is in this harmony, then all my relationship will be this harmony. So it starts with a commitment to heal that relationship within myself. You can say that's where all the work we do from the four agreements, the mastery of love to the voice of knowledge that my father's work, my father's works to my brother's works to my own, including all the other teachers out there. It starts with that healing of that relationship within ourselves, that commitment to healing the, the judge and the victim, the parasite that's inside, inside our mind and, breaking up with it that's the way we describe it in the book to let go of the judge to let go of the victim to bring peace into that harmony between my mind and my heart when i have achieved that that's when i'm able to bring that to other relationships the commitment to myself to heal this relationship allows me to heal all my relationship with other people and to me that's what we meant by the commitment in short because we don't have much time here heal the relationship within oneself and the commitment to doing so. You know, my, I, I had a teacher once shared to me, the key to enlightenment is effort. That's it. Effort is using the energy that animates this body, that animates this mind to manifest something. Discipline is remembering to apply that effort every day. So forget about the drill sergeant. It's just basically making the choice every day to apply that effort and success is following through. So the commitment is another way to enter that, that, uh, that description, that method in saying, this is my commitment to myself. It's an act of love to heal that relationship within me. And that will impact all my relationships, especially with my wife, with my children, with my parents, with the people in my life that I love very, very much. Oh my God, that's deep. So, um, and I just wanna do this because sometimes we think, Oh, you know, this relationship didn't work. I'm just going to end it and start a new one. Mm -hmm. Right? But yeah. it's not that easy. You're dragging everything that didn't work there to another relationship. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like uh, when couples come and ask me for advice, I always ask the same question. Do you guys want to stay together? If they both say yes, the rest is easy because mm -hmm. that mutual yes is what creates a relationship. You There's see, relationships, yeah, relationships going to put this here for now. Relationships exist for as long as two people say yes to one another. Mm -hmm. That's what relationships is. Two individuals who are as unique as they are come together in life and say yes to one another and they create this bond. This bond only exists for as long as you both say yes. If one of us changes that yes to a no, it ceases to exist, which means it only exists for as long as we both say yes. And in that relationship, the only thing that will exist are the things we both say yes to. If you say no to something or I say no to something, that will not be a part of that relationship because just like this relationship that only exists for as long while we both say yes, the things that will form it are the things we both say yes to together. We co-create it. So if you say no to something or I say no to something, that won't be done. So which means to respect you is to respect your ability to say no to the things you want to say no to, to respect your no. Your no is just as powerful as your yes. Yes. To able to give that respect, I start with respect to my own no. My no just is just as powerful as my yes, and I only control to the tips of my fingers. I don't control my wife. She controls her perception. She controls her will, she, and she controls to the tips of her fingers. We don't control beyond it, but we come cr together to create that mutual relationship that is us. Now, if they if the if the couple says no, both they say no. That's also easy. That's easy. Yeah. Because they both are saying their truth. It's no longer something they want. It becomes difficult when one says yes and the other one says no. 
it's difficult because you're trying to convince the other one to change that yes into a no or no to a yes. It's, it's that point. So the reason we can say that my, my, my stepmom, before she passed away, Mama Magaya, asked my wife a simple question one day. How did you and Miguel survive the culture clash? And my wife answered it as beautiful as any answer I can hear. She said, because we love each other. Mm-hmm. That mutual love, you can say it, love is the energy that creates a bond. Mm-hmm. That mutual yes is the thing that will get us through hurdles. When someone is just dating, that yes isn't that strong. So when the first hurdle comes, you'll probably break up. Mm-hmm. And that happens quite a bit, especially throughout our lives. The love is not that connection, that union, that bond may not be as strong as we think it may be. So when that time comes, the motivator to work through those hurdles, that effort is not there. And we will break up. Some who are a little bit more of a committed relationship who are willing to do a bit more effort, know they'll survive a lot more. And they'll reach that one hurdle that was the deal breaker. You know, like Samantha Jones from Sex in the City says, I reached mm-hmm. my deal breaker. You know, it's, it's, we, we reached that point where all of a sudden it, it's no longer worth it. So, when we, for example, my wife and I have been together for 16 years and we've reached a point where our effort, our mutual desire to be together allows us to get through a lot of the hurdles, which is financial, raising children, the culture clash that is raising children. So at that point, relationship will last longer because we both want it. And that's the key. That's the thing that makes it uh, important. We both want this to work. And my wife mm-hmm. is completely free to make any choices. She can change her yes into a no at any given moment. She's only with me because she wants to be with me. And that's the beautiful thing. So that's where when the second secret comes in, that uh, it's freedom, which I mm-hmm. love. And every time, every time I talk about freedom to people or uh, my, within my relationships, they look at me like, so what are you saying? Do you, that you want to do whatever you want and not have a consequence? I'm like, no, it's another <laughs> type of freedom. Like mm-hmm. being myself without being judged or being myself without worrying about, oh, you know, they're not going to like me. They're not going to love me if mm-hmm. I don't fit in these yeah. boxes that we normally yeah. put people in, right? Yeah. So that's, that's more when we talk about freedom in your book, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you just touched on communication, which is a secret down the line. But in, in this regard, exactly that, like when the expression, when you love someone, set them free. What, I, what to me that means is this, is that, like I said before, relationships only exist for as long as you both say yes. My wife has all the right to change her yes into a no at any given moment. To set someone free is to let them be who they are, to let them have that personal freedom. Because to not set them free is this, imposing and subjugation. Mm-hmm. Whoever is afraid of the no is the person who is going to domesticate the other person, subjugate them with conditional love, or be subjugated with, I love you if. So, one, you, want, you don't want the other person to ever leave you, so you try to convince them that they don't have a choice. And that becomes really poisonous. It, it's, it's really a uh, poisonous relationship. Or you're so afraid of losing someone that you will let them do all those things, and you subjugate yourself. So, imposing a subjugation. With this respect, with this, T-H-I-S, this, this respect. Sometimes my accent gets in the way. (laughs) Welcome to the world. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Um, This relationship, this bond here is between two individuals who are free. 
They're free mm -hmm. because I only control to the tips of my fingers. So freedom is to know that I only control to the tips of my fingers. I control my will. I control my own perception. I don't control yours. I don't control my wife's. She is responsible for her own perception. She is mm -hmm. responsible for her own free will. I will not impose my will upon her. I'll respect it. That's what that personal freedom is. I have freedom to respect my, I'll respect it. That's what that personal freedom is. I have freedom to respect my own no and my own yes and to respect myself to experience the consequences of my own choices. With having that respect for myself allows me to respect my wife and her choices and for her to experience the consequences of her own choices. And that's what personal freedom is. The mutual respect, for example, right now, she was at the option of going back to work and she says, do you not want me to go to work? Honey, this is your choice. Mm -hmm. You know, and she's a dental hygienist in these times with coronavirus and all kind of thing. She is aware of the, of the consequences. And it says, honey, this is your choice. I will respect whatever choice you make. If you choose to go back to work, we will make do. If you choose to stay home, we will make do. But luckily for us, the, the board came in and said, no, <laughs> we're not working today. So she's like, all right, well, that, that choice went away. But it's a respect that she has a choice to live her life. And I respect that. And I am loving her for that. And I will support her in that endeavor. And we will make do. Luckily for me, right now, all my events uh, got postponed. So I'm at free to be at home to take care of the kids and help them with us uh, distance learning. So I, that's, my new, that's my new job for the next few months. But <laughs> in describing this, this, this is the dynamic of relationships. Not all relationships will be the same. It will be different for everyone. It will be different for the two individuals because relationships are as unique as the two individuals that create it. That's the beautiful thing. The culture clash that my wife taught, my mama guy was asking about is because my wife comes from uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. She grew up Mormon. I grew up Catholic. I grew up in San Diego. She grew up in a farm. I grew up in a city. And we have that cultural difference, but yet mm -hmm. we love each other so much that we we're willing to create a whole new culture to bring the best of every, of what we grew up with oh, yeah. and sharing that with our children. That's the culture we created. We, we were able to find that common ground, and that common ground requires the effort to listen, to say what you want to say, to be free to say what you want to say, experience the consequences of that, of course, <laughs> but is the willingness to open the channels of communication, which, you know, that, that's down the line in the secret, the seven secrets, but in freedom is respecting each other's free will and know that we're in this relationship for as long as we both say yes. And luckily for me, she's saying yes at this very moment for 16 years. Ah, that's very inspiring. Um, and then we have, so we talked about commitment, about freedom. I think freedom is my favorite one. And then awareness, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So how would you explain awareness? Awareness is basically my communion within myself and my communion with my environment that surrounds me. It's basically being aware of who I am, what I am, and in a relationship where we understand. So the awareness for me is finding out what triggers me to try to domesticate my wife or condition her. What triggers me to react? What triggers me? So basically, is honoring my emotions. My emotions are real. What triggers them may not be real. 
So at that point, you know, we've, we've uh, in 16 years of being together, we've gone through a lot of hurdles, a lot of, of conflicts, and a lot of resolution. But mm -hmm. for that to happen, I need to be aware of what is allowing me to have that conflict. For example, when I was growing up, my grandpa, before he passed away in 1990, used to say to me all the time, Miguel, if you're going to say something stupid, button mm -hmm. your lip. If you already said something very, very stupid, then button your lip even harder. So I remember that. So my wife and I created an art of arguing with one another. And uh, it's something that happens with, with each, in a couples, right? Especially in the long term. When I was much younger in the relationship, uh, I used to get angry a little easier, a little, a little bit more, less, less control of my emotions in that sense. And I remember what my grandpa used to say. So I'm about to say something very, very, very stupid. And something that's very stupid is something that's going to hurt her. So I catch myself. And I don't have the discipline to stop myself right then and there. So what I did, I shut up and I turned around and walked out. And at first, she used to follow me. So the bomb would detonate, right? <laughs> so after a while, I told her, honey, I am walking out because I'm about to say something very stupid. And I don't want to say it because it's going to hurt you. And she said, well, to me, it sounds like when you walk away, it feels like you're disregarding what I'm saying, that you're disregarding what I am saying and disvalidating me. And that's how it feels when you walk away. And I said, no, honey, that's not what I'm doing at all. I'm, I'm walking away because I'm about to say something that's going to cause some damage and I don't want to cause that damage. So she said, fine, so let's do this. Next time you do this, I'll, you walk away, fine. I won't follow you, but make me the promise that when you disengage, when you, your emotion diffuses, mm -hmm. that you re-engage the conversation. I want you to re-engage the conversation. So I said, fine. So that's what we did. After some time, I, I'm, 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 I'm aware that I'm about to hit that trigger, and I used to shut up, and I walked out. And she didn't follow me. But here's the thing. In that walking out, I gave myself time to diffuse. And when that happens, your guard goes down, which means you're able to listen again. Mm -hmm. So when I go back in there, not only am I diffused, but I'm able to reintroduce listening to what she's saying. And she does the same thing. She, did, she, she got, herself got diffused. And all of a sudden, we were able to get through this hurdle that was being prevented from crossing it because our emotional reaction was there we were able to cross it because we were willing to listen and that's the key factor so in that awareness we we became aware that our emotions are will get in the way of listening to each other and won't it won't it'll prevent us from finding a solution so we figured out a way we got to know each other when she walked away out of the room just like that I just know that it's, she's off to get diffused and she will come back. That's, that's the promise we made to one another. That's the commitment, you can say. And from there, we were able to now talk about finances without getting triggered. We can talk about raising kids without getting triggered. Without, we can talk about all these things. We separate apples to apples, oranges to oranges. And we realize that disagreeing with one another in those departments doesn't mean that I disregard her point of view, which was at the root that she really mm -hmm. thought that me disagreeing with her was unvalidating and disvalidating what she said. 
And that wasn't the case. And, and at that point, we were able to have that awareness of, all right, we give our, each other validation, we listen to one another, and in that, we find a common solution. So that's where the awareness comes in, the getting awareness. to know each other's triggers. Now, I 